Vacation starts with VA. Whether you're feeling beachy, mountainy, or every E in between, you'll find all that you love all in one trip to Virginia. Start yours at virginia.org. Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we take a look at character dining, why we love it, and some of our favorite places to go. We have everything you need to know if you want to meet the characters while you're eating in the parks and outside of the parks. Find all the episodes of the podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. We'd really appreciate it if you left us a positive review, and special shout out and thanks to Jangle 15 for leaving a review this week. Connect with us, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, like our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered, Disney Deciphered on Pinterest, or tweet at us at WDWDeciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. Welcome back to Disney Deciphered. You know, we had a lot of fun doing our antique dining or our unique interactive experience dining episode. And we wanted to talk a little bit about character dining. You know, character dining has become a bigger and bigger part of the Walt Disney World experience as time has gone on. So, you know, let's take a look at some of the character dining places that we've been to, places that we want to check out and places that, you know, we would recommend that you avoid. So Leslie, like what's, what's the big deal about character dining? Why is it kind of such a great thing to add to your Walt Disney World vacation? Yeah, I'm a a huge proponent of character dining because what it does is it gets you a lot of character meet and greets and a lot of autographs, if that's important to your children, in a very short window of time when you're going to have to eat anyway. And you can do it in the comfort of air conditioning and without a long line. The characters come to your table. So we have have taken advantage a lot over the years of going to character meals, you know, both at Disney World and Disneyland. Um, just because it saves us that time in the parks where we can be riding rides and seeing grades and things like that. What about you, Joe? Yeah, I think, you know, both of us are people who like to maximize things and character dining is kind of one of those things where you kill two birds with one stone. Should note that character dining can be pretty expensive, you know, 25 to $35 per person. I think the lowest for kids is maybe like 18 to 20, but you know, it's not going to be a cheap meal, but you're paying a little bit more, um, but you're not waiting in line for the characters in the parks. Those lines can get pretty, pretty crazy. Um, you know, if you remember our Halloween episode with Karen Locke, she said she waited for two hours, which isn't a normal thing, but I mean, that could just show you how crazy it can get. So it's just really great to kind of be able to do two things at once. Yeah, that's right. And you do have to think about the cost. I mean, if you're planning on having a table service meal anyway, then character dining isn't that much of an upgrade over what you would be paying for, you know, a standard table service meal. And in fact, some of those can be much more expensive than character meals. But yeah, you do have to think about cost. I always find myself like, oh, character dining is not that expensive. And then when the bill comes at the end of the character meal, like I gasp audibly, (laughs) it definitely with the tax and the tip and all that kind of thing, it adds up to a lot of money, like a family of four, like expect, you know, you're going to be well into the $150 range, I would say for a standard character meal once the the final bill arrives. Yeah. Just don't look at the bill. That's what I say. That's fair. Just like hold out your magic band, scan it, you know, deal with it later when you get home. Yeah. And we should say that like the most expensive character dining experiences, like the princess tea party of the grand Floridian and stuff like that, you know, that is like, 
running you like $150 per person or something like that. Um, I've never done that personally, but you know, I've seen people, I, I have a lot of, uh, Walt Disney world friends on my, my Disney experience. And I've seen the cost of those bills and I think well, you have to pay up front. So it can be pretty rough. Yikes. Yeah. That's one I'm not done either, but, um, I'll start putting the pennies in the piggy bank for, for the next trip, perhaps if I can ever get a reservation, <laughs> that's the, that's the bigger challenge that, that helps your budget because the, uh, the, the reservations are hard to get. Yeah. And so just a reminder, we're not going to go over it on this episode, but you know, if you are looking for some hard to get Walt Disney world dining reservations, we advise you to go back to episode 16. We talked about snagging those. Um, and you can check that out. Very true. So let's talk a little bit about where and when you should have a character meal before we talk about some of the specific ones, Joe, because this is part of my strategy. And like you said, we're people who like to maximize our time in the parks. So I think there are times that you maybe shouldn't do a character meal and there may be locations that work better than others. Of course, if you know you have a character meal in your hotel and the easiest thing to do is head down for breakfast, but you know not all the hotels have character meals. And so sometimes you're thinking about hopping in a, in a minivan or a Lyft or an Uber to go over to another hotel for a breakfast in the morning. And I, you have to think really carefully about your, your overall schedule for the day, especially if you're doing a breakfast, because doing a breakfast means that you're missing the lowest line times in the parks. So, you know, consider it on an off day or a day, maybe you're only going to go to the parks in the afternoon or a park that you've already been to. So uh, you have to think about that the character dining experience as part of your overall um, schedule. I'm a big fan of character dinners because those that's when I usually want to take a break. I'm going to have a nice sit down meal and that way I'm not missing out on optimum ride time. What about you? Yeah, so I definitely agree with you. Like I don't like to go to character dining for breakfast because or I'm happy to go to character dining for breakfast if I'm having an off day from the parks. But since, like we said in other episodes, you know, kids are up early. That helps you, especially if you have young kids, to rope drop. Um, so you might as well get in early while the parks aren't crowded um, and then, you know, not worry about lines. And so for me, generally dinner, I feel like it's not worth it just because, like we said, it can be pretty costly and dinner is usually more expensive than lunch. Um, and so, you know, the kids eat nothing and they have to start paying once they turn three. Um, so, what I like to do is personally, I like to go for lunch, you know, kind of feed the kids just enough for them not to flip out for breakfast and then go for an early lunch or brunch at like 11, 1130 um, and then do the character dining then. Yes, definitely depends upon the ages of your kids. I mean, I have, my older t- daughter will now eat enough. She's nine. And she's gosh, she's about to be 10. So we're going to have to pay adult prices for her. <laughs> so I better enjoy these last, last six months of her being cheaper. But um, yeah, no, it. You definitely think about the ages of your kids and their and their eating schedules as well, because that will help you maximize the insane amount of money that you're going to be spending on character meals. Good luck paying for your daughter as an adult. My condolences to you. I know it's it's way too soon. I mean, that's just crazy, right? I, that's always blown my mind that ten year olds. I mean, I get it. Some ten year olds are can probably eat more than most adults, but we're not quite there yet. So do you like to eat at character meals like inside the park so you don't have to leave or do you like to um, leave the parks or how do you generally deal with that? We've done both. I mean, I think we've probably done more in the hotels um, just because the timing of it works out for especially for staying in a hotel or we're, we did it. We did a character meal one time when we just we wanted to see the Polynesian. So we're like, OK, let's just go over to Ohana for the morning and 
get to sort of take a tour and, and enjoy the, the, a nice slow meal. So yeah, I think we do, we've done more of the, the hotel ones just because of the way our schedules worked out, but the park ones are really convenient for just taking a break and cooling off too. Cool. So yeah, for us, you know, I think if we're staying in the park all day, then we'll eat in the parks. But oftentimes we found that pairing character meals with our breaks in the day, um, that works well too. Um, and like you said, if you're staying at, if for some reason we were staying at the contemporary, which we've never stayed at, then, you know, you go to chef Mickey's and, and you can just go straight back to your room to rest. All right. So let's talk about, you know, some of these character dining experiences. Um, so, you know, I think we've, between the two of us, we've been to about seven or eight, but let's first start about, actually, do you want to talk about three that we would recommend or three that we would recommend avoiding? Uh, do you want to start negative or start positive? Well, let's start positive, Joe. I'm feeling happy today. How about you? <laughs> All right. You're always happy. I'm always grumpy, but uh, you know, know, that's why this works. Exactly. So yeah. So what, what is, what character meal would you uh, recommend? Well, I'm going to start obscure, you know, not talking about the big name ones. I'm going to recommend the Cape May uh, breakfast at uh, Beach Club, which is never a big name. I mean, you're not going to have a hard time getting your reservation there. And that's exactly why um, I think it's really nice. It's one of the more low key character meals. You'll get more character time. The, you know, again, you won't have trouble getting a reservation. And it's just a really nice seaside setting. The, Characters are sort of dressed up in a nautical costume of some sort. I remember there being Donald, um, Minnie, a few other of the sort of Fab Five style characters. So I think that's a great choice. My I got to join my sister and her husband and daughter there at a meal about a year or two ago and was very pleasantly surprised about it. And then the bonus is when you're done, you can walk right over to Epcot. So time that for an Epcot park day. What about you? What are some of the ones that you would recommend, Joe? Oh, I should have said before, you know, this is just, I think all character meals have their pros and cons. Um, and so, you know, we're just more talking about our opinions for, in terms of what we personally like, um, what we recommend and what we avoid. But I feel like you can make an argument to visit every character meal at Disney World, depending on your family makeup and what your kids like and all of that. For me, uh, my first recommendation would be Crystal Palace in Magic Kingdom. Um, it's, you know, the Winnie the Pooh character. So Winnie the Pooh, uh, Eeyore, Tigger, Piglet. And, you know, it's a great character meet and greet. And it's kind of, you know, it's the only one where you can meet all four of those Winnie the Pooh characters. I also just uh, went to a Winnie the Pooh exhibit at the art museum nearby. So I've got Winnie the Pooh on the brain. Um, but the other thing I really liked about it was it's a all you care to eat buffet, but the food was actually very good there you know, healthy options, but everything was tasty. And I just uh, really enjoyed it. Standard American fare, but I thought it was done very well. Um, I will say though, uh, lines are pretty long. Even if you have a reservation, we have to wait for like 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, it is a hot ticket. Good to know. All right. So we've named two that we love. Let's, what's our third and, and final uh, one that we'd recommend? So the third one that I would recommend is the one that I've heard the best things about, but I have not been to, but you have, and that would be Tusker House. So I'd love to hear your opinion on that one. All right. No, I, that would have been my choice as well. I love Tusker House. We went there for dinner um, totally on a whim. We wanted to see um, Pandora at night and we were hungry and we checked the app that afternoon and lo and behold, found a reservation, which I'm not sure is entirely normal. But the the dinner buffet was really pretty lavish. Just a lot of different choices. Um, 
that were, you know, some African inspired, obviously being an animal kingdom. Um, so a little bit more exotic, but not so exotic that there weren't plenty of choices for the kids. The dessert bar was especially decadent. Like my daughter went through and got like every item and um, tried it all. One thing that I thought was very interesting about Tusker House, um, the characters are sort of this, a lot of the standard Fab Five, um, Mickey and I believe Goofy. I'm trying to remember all of the characters that came through. But there is no photo op at that uh, character meal. A lot of uh, character meals, there'll be, when you come in, there'll be a chance to take a photo with a PhotoPass photographer, or at the very least, a PhotoPass photographer will come through with one of the characters and capture you at your table. And that's not the case at Tusker House. You have to do all of your own photo taking on your own camera. So I would suggest, given the lighting inside, um, maybe that's a time to pull out the DSLR when you might not otherwise carry it around. But um, other than that, I mean, it was just a, a much higher end character meal experience. And as a result, of course, when the bill came, that was one of the ones I gasped at. But totally worth it. Glad I spent the money. <laughs> Uh, as an aside, I keep wondering when will I start carrying a regular camera around with me again? Because I just got too many kids hanging off of me right now. And I'm just always uh, worried about that. I know I, I still am not, I'm not carrying it most of the time, but, but I will on occasion, but yeah, you need those hands. Those hands are vital the, for wrangling the children. Yeah, the real stress is like, Oh, I'll just leave it in my backpack. But like, I don't know. I, I just, we've lost backpacks in Disney world before. Anyway. I digress. I digress, but something to think about. All right. So let's talk about the negative, the Joe side of things. What are, what is a character meal that you think maybe is not worth the money or you might encourage people to avoid? So I think I know one of the ones that you're going to name. So I'm curious uh, when we get to you, but I'll start, I'm going to take a slightly controversial position. And I kind of did this on our episode about the Polynesian. I might skip Ohana. It's one of the big name character meals and it has great characters. I mean, everybody wants to see Stitch, but I just was not very happy with the food quality um, and the food choices. I mean, it's a sort of a family style, the way they do it. They bring a big platter of eggs and bacon and sausage and Mickey waffles to your table, but those are the only choices. And I have uh, very picky children and they didn't eat a ton. Um, if there had been a more extensive buffet, I think they would have chosen a lot more. And, um, yeah, so I was a little bit underwhelmed and which is, you know, I guess saying something because you, you know, that the Polynesian is my absolute happy place at, at all of Disney world, but Ohana kind of let me down. Yeah. So for me, I think what you're alluding to the, I guess I'm a little torn. I, I would not recommend it. So Akershus, which is in the Norway pavilion at Epcot's world showcase, um, you know, we went there for breakfast and you get to see the four princesses, um, which is great. And my daughter loved it, but the food there was just very underwhelming. Um, you know, it's just like a plate of eggs. I mean, kind of like what you were saying with Ohana, basically the same thing. Like the characters are great, um, but the food just kind of, uh, wasn't up to snuff and wasn't, that was one of the restaurants. Like, so when I talked about Crystal Palace, I felt like, yeah, definitely it's a more expensive meal. I think it costs around $30 for myself and like 18 or 20 for my daughter. But it felt like, you know, I'm paying for the food and for the character experience, but places like Akershus and what you make Ohana sound like for breakfast, at least um, it feels like I'm only paying for the characters and that makes it not feel as good. Even though, you know, like I said, my daughter did love meeting all the princesses. 
Yeah, Akershus is probably the most universally panned character meal, at least in terms of the food. Um, and maybe the only reason that people still go to it. I mean, the princesses are a big draw, but the reason people are still using it to get early entry onto Frozen Ever After. I wonder when that's going to die. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think those I think those lines are dying down. So um, pretty soon, maybe people will stop using it to get into Frozen Ever After. Um, what do you have a third re- restaurant that you would recommend avoiding? What do you got there? I I kind of feel I, I guess this is the negative side in me coming out, but I can think of another at least two that I would talk about avoiding. But why don't you go? All right, go, Joe. I'm going to give you the pl- platform since you know you're a res- resident curmudgeon. Yes. Uh, so I would say I'll give a caveat for both of mine. I would say another two that I recommend avoiding, or at least not avoiding, but think very hard about whether you want to go there, are uh, Hollywood and Vine at Hollywood Studios and Chef Mickey's at the Contemporary. To talk about them really quickly, again, like I guess this is a common theme with the ones we're talking about avoiding. The food just is not great. Um, Chef Mickey's I've been to three times, and I – literally never go there for the food. Um, I just, it's just not, I mean, the Mickey waffles are great, but you know, I'm just not into it. Have you ever been a chef Mickey's? Like, what do you think of the food there? No, I've never been. And, and I, th- I think people do have a love hate relationship with that one because the location's great. The characters are great, but yeah, the food I've not heard fantastic things about. It is your chance to meet the fab five in very cute and cool chef outfits. So, you know, just, understand and it's like one of the most expensive character dining on property so just kind of know that that's what you're paying for in hollywood and vine um again you know if you look at touring plan site like it's reviewed very badly for the food you have to kind of look at relative rankings when it comes to touring plan um user surveys but but the reason to go is like that's the only place where you can meet all the Disney Junior characters like at a character dining. And so I know that lots of families will just go there and suck up the quality of the food just because their kids will be so happy um, with meeting the Doc McStuffins and Jake and all of those Disney Junior characters. So, you know, it's always it's a it's a trade off. And that's why I guess that's why I would say I don't recommend these restaurants because I don't like feeling like I'm having a trade off. I'd rather go to a restaurant where I feel like I'm getting good food and a good character experience. But if my kids bug me enough, um, I will go to any of those restaurants because in the end, the trip is really about what they want, or at least for them having fun. Definitely. We make some sacrifices for the kids and that's part of the enjoyment that we get out of of it as parents. But um, just go to Tusker House next time, Joe, and I think uh, you'll tick both the boxes. So let's close it out with our Disney do's and don'ts. Joe, do you have a do or a don't to share with folks? Yeah. So I would say that, um, you know, you should definitely make sure that you have your camera out and ready when you're at one of these character dining places. Like you said, Leslie, some of them have PhotoPass photographers, but you can't count on that. Like Akershus, like I was talking about, you know, there's always one of the princesses is at the front and you'll take a kind of set picture with her as you go in. But the other three, they'll just come around to your table. And when they come around, you know, you don't want to be fumbling with your camera when they're coming or your phone or whatever. You just want to be set up and ready to take that picture because it can be like really fast. If your kids have uh, autograph books, you can uh, save some time. Actually, do they, do they do autographs at character dining? I can't remember. There are some places where they won't do it. It depends on the character, whether they can physically hold a pen, but yeah, they do do it at character dining. I, I just did it. At two different meals at Disneyland last week. 
Okay, it must be somewhere. It must be somewhere else where I met the characters, and uh, they wouldn't sign anything. They wouldn't sign. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was like t- for a time. Oh, sorry, terrible radio. But I did remember it's uh at a Enchanted Tales with Belle. She won't sign like all the kids things because you know she has to take pictures with like fifteen kids at once. Um, so yes, have your autograph autog- have your autograph book out. Um, that will delay the princess. You can take some pictures there, princess or character, and then you know make sure you have your camera out. It is good to kind of also position your kids somewhere where the background will be better. Um, so, you know, if you have a booth, maybe you put them to the back of the booth um, so that you don't have pictures of like, you don't have like random people walking behind your shot um, and stuff like that. But, you know, just be ready to take those pictures when the characters come. That would be my Disney do. Good tip, Jim. All right. So if you have any character dining experiences that you recommend that we check out uh, or ones that you just absolutely think are not worth the money, please contact us, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered, or you can tweet us at WDWDeciphered. As always, find old episodes at DisneyDeciphered.com, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, everywhere you find podcasts. I'll see you at Tusker House, Leslie. Sounds good. Vacation starts with VA. Whether you're feeling beachy, mountainy, or every E in between, you'll find all that you love all in one trip to Virginia. Start yours at virginia.org.